7.20 ABC Perth, you're on Afternoons. And on Afternoons today, Scottish stage and film actor Ian McDermott is in Perth for the festival. And of course we know he's also the Dark Lord of the Sith, the evil villain who corrupted Darth Vader and was after Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. He's with me in the studio and let me tell you now, I'm ready to be turned to the dark side. He's, he's a very busy man, the Senator of Naboo, Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic, the Emperor of the Galactic Empire and, and the Dark Lord of the Sith. And um, I guess you have to have some downtime, even as a Dark Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm quite relaxed and not too evil uh, in, my, in, my, in my private life. <laughs> you like to do a bit of acting on the side, though. too much of a strain, yeah. So you must get really bored with constantly being asked to talk about... Shakespeare and plays that you're in. Absolutely, non-stop. If only you talk about Star Wars. No, I don't mind talking about Star Wars because it's uh, it was great fun to do. I had a fantastic time. A lot of it spent in Australia at the Fox Studios in, in Sydney, and uh, and it's a great part. You know, I got to play the most evil incarnation known to man and creature, really, uh, Darth Darth Vader's boss. Um, that's pretty evil. Yeah, I, th- I think he's probably the worst screen villain of all time. So I think um, I, I think I read a few internet debates where um, you were up there with uh, the woman from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, oh, Louise yes, Fletcher. Yes, yes Nurse Ratchet, yeah. And she's pretty bad. Yes, she is. Well, let's talk a bit about the play first, Six Characters in Search of an Author. Sure. And so, well, tell us a bit about what it's about. It's at the festival. Yes, well, it's uh, it's... By Perandello, it's his great masterpiece. It's one of the masterpieces of the last century, really. It opened in Rome in 1920 and caused a riot. So, you know, we hope it might be quite lively in Perth, too. But this is very much... Why did it cause a riot? Well, for two reasons, really. The first one was the audience came into the theatre and they were expecting the red plush tabs to be done and maybe the orchestra to be playing because this was 1920s bourgeois Rome. That's what the theatre was like. And instead, they were confronted with a bare stage and the stage manager on its smoking which they thought was an absolute outrage. Very Italian. Yeah, so there was a mini-riot, and then the play started, and there was a major riot, because it's such an odd evening. It confounds expectations all the time. It's very, very theatrical. And also, it has a dark sexual heart, and... uh, and a lot of people That's where you it, come in. And a lot, well, I'm part of it. A lot of people found it shocking. And so poor Pirandello and his daughter had to get out of the theatre by the stage door. And they just escaped, I think, with, without being torn apart. I, I hope it, you know, it's, we've played it in London and in Chichester and recently in Sydney. And the audience reaction has been lively and diverse. But uh, I don't think we're going to have a riot. But I hope people have a riotous time. It um, And I haven't seen it, but... Uh, Generally, uh, uh, the the story sounds a little bit almost like um, you could see the birth of reality television in it, if that's... Yes. No, I think that's a good way of putting it. And this version by by Rupert Gould, the director, and and Ben Power, they've taken Pirandello's original idea in which a number of actors are performing a play by Pirandello and suddenly they're interrupted by six characters who want the story therein to be finished. Um, And he's transformed that into the present day. So we're in a we're in a studio, an editing suite, where a documentary film is being put together by a woman director. It was a man in, in the original, and that's not going very well. They're trying to tell the truth, and uh, it's a very complicated thing to do. And the family, led by the father, the part I play, come in and say, why don't you drop all that? Tell our story. You'll probably get closer to the truth that way because the truth lies in as much in the imagination as it does in the day-to-day events of real life. 
Indeed, it does, and it's been reimagined a, a, a lot. I, it's it had various sort of incarnations over the year, and I've always felt not confident about uh, about the play. But when this version came up, I really wanted to do it because usually it's a bunch of actors like they must have been in 1920s Rome, you know, self-indulgent, a bit camp, and you know, flouncing around. And uh, we're not like that anymore. Um, and uh, so, it, for me, the basic premise of the play has always undermined the play as a whole. But Rupert and Ben have solved all that, and you. When you come and see it, you'll see that we're surrounded by television cameras and you'll be able to watch us live and on the screen. So it has a, a strong contemporary feel, but I like to think that Pirandello would have, uh, would have liked that. He said things should change and move with the times, and it's my job to unsettle an audience. So we try and do it in the nicest possible way, but that's the aim. And you have you have played. I mean, there's this role, but there's just um, looking at your bio, just the most astonishing range of characters over over your career. Obviously, I've been lucky. Yeah, you mm. have. Talk about that for us, can you? Just about about that range. Well, I um, I'm, I always think of myself as principally a, a theatre actor, um, and I like that most, I suppose, for the usual reason that people who like that like it. You know, it's live. You're live. The audience is live. And anything can happen, really, which is not a good way of describing six characters. Whereas in movies, of course, you, it, the camera's there to photograph your thoughts and your feelings, and then the performance disappears. Now, digitally, somewhere, it's stored and edited by someone else. That's making movies. That's fine. Um, and I've, I've done a few of those. But the great thing about the theatre is you can usually, uh, although you've characterised me quite rightly as, as, this, as this evil creature, you can move from good to evil, from comedy to farce to tragedy to any kind of play. So it gives you the opportunity for a great diversity of work. And uh, I've, I've been lucky to be able to play a number of characters, and also I ran a theatre for about 12 years. So um, although I didn't just schedule stuff I wanted to be in, it was, it, I, w I had the opportunity of enabling other actors to be what they wanted to be, which was as versatile as possible. And that's not often the case in a, in a more conventional framework, certainly not on movies and in movies and on television. I'm with Ian McDermott, Scottish actor and starring at Piaf International Arts Festival and also star of Star Wars as Dark Lord. Can I ask, um, I, I, you weren't the original Emperor, and I'm sorry to ask you about Star Wars, but I have to because um, we're, right. we're all I'm massive fans. happy to talk about it. I heard the, um, the you weren't the original No, I wasn't the Emperor. first choice for the part because they were, I mean, I think he was 120 years old in Return of the Jedi and they were looking for the oldest actor in the world and then I wasn't it I am now of course but I was about 37 I think not even nearly and they uh, they they did find a very fine actor actually but they he found that he couldn't wear the contact lenses you know they didn't agree with his eyes and so he wasn't insurable so is, is it true that um, it, to make him look really weird to start with they used uh, the eyes of a chimpanzee and, and a, the face of an old woman in The Empire Strikes Back I believe believe that is the case. No one's ever come clean about it, but I, I think you're probably on the right track. Is and it a they bit didn't... disconcerting to think that they hired you because they thought you looked yeah, more Yeah, I, I prefer not to think in those terms, <laughs> but, but since you put it. And also there was another voice, Clive Revel, a very distinguished actor. Um, and originally I think they thought that the emperor would be somehow along those lines. And, and I was even given a tape of Clive Revel's voice and and told if I could get close to it, maybe I'd be able to keep my own. I was horrified. I didn't realize I was going to lose it. But I was bold enough to say that I didn't think, and I'm sure 
Clive Revel would have agreed with the subsequent, subsequent episode, that it was an appropriate voice. It, it ought to be something deeper, darker, and, um, well, a bit like a strangled toad is what was my sort of image. So I tried to do that, and fortunately they liked it, and you heard a bit of it earlier. Can you do me a little bit of the voice? Do people ask I you that all do the time? That. No, no. You, you have to you have to pay a lot of money to get me to do the voice. Um, I've and, been and doing it. I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. I have there to you tell are. You, you know, probably um, be better at it. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little burst of it because I have you. Uh, I don't know if you watch Family Guy. I do. But they've just yes. done the uh, yes. Oh, right. have you caught up with it over here? Yes, I know. Yes, I'm in we that have. Old, uh, yeah, you are. Well, you're, you're starring. So oh. I have been using every. It was really serendipitous that you were in Perth because I've been using every opportunity I can get to go um, something, something, something dark side. That's and not bad. It's not bad. It's a bit. Right? It's a bit breathy. You need to do it from the stomach, like a Japanese actor. That's the key. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it some practice. Okay. And I, um, I have to talk radio plays with you. I've been trying to um, convince Rosie to let me do a radio play because I love them. Okay. Look, she's shaking her head already. Every time I bring it up, she gets oh, this horrible look on uh, her face, uh, and she says, "No, no, it's too much work." But you've done a few of them, so yeah. you can tell her it's easy. It's well, yes, it is. I mean, it's. Um I suppose it's easier than many media because, you know, just a few microphones, a few actors and a little bit of editing. Uh, it's a great medium to work in. And I, like most actors, uh, certainly in, in Britain, love doing it. Um, it's an intimate medium. You know, you can, here I am sitting opposite you, but talking into a microphone. And you can, uh, you can reach the audience at home directly in a very sort of simple way. And there's some very good radio plays being done uh, in England. I don't know about the situation out here, but clearly you should do them and do more of them. Classics work very well on radio too. It's sometimes like having the book in your head, just as it is when you're reading it. Uh, with, I love the idea of the sound effects. And I, I, I suppose they don't. Do. Can you do any sound effects? Uh, I tend not to do those, no, because there are very skilled people who do those for you. But uh, most of it's done digitally these days. But there are still these wonderful people in the studio who drink glasses of water for you when, when you're supposed to be drinking wine and close tiny little uh, doors when you're supposed to be going into a room. Uh, and that's always fascinating to, to watch. We've actually got a studio at the ABC that has those wonderful, you know, the staircases with the different... Um, oh, different levels, different textures. Yes, yes, yes. so you get different and sounds. Stone floors, wooden floors and so on, yeah. And all within a very confined space. Again, you know, it's, it's a medium in which the audience is really invited to use its imagination, uh, which is sort of the theme of six characters, really. Well, it's a shame I couldn't uh, convince Rosie to let us do one while you were here because then we could have whipped off and just... just um, Popped one out before yeah. you left well, yes, the maybe, building. maybe even a short story. Just reading a short story on the radio is, a, is a, something I do a lot of. Well, we will have to go and see you in the play instead. Okay. Thank you very much for coming in to talk to Great us. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, Thank Ian you. McDermott.